Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Hey, Clover. So, or maybe it's Sea Lover. I'm sorry. I'm reading it either way. You said, you said I, wanted, I want to homeschool, but my husband is worried about socialization. How can I show him that it's not that big of a concern? So my husband had the same concern, so been there. And um, I think the main issue when people have the socialization concern just in general is that they're just not sure how kids make friends outside of public school because they're like, where else are children? You know, that's usually like, you know, it's, it's very, you know, kind of one note thinking and that they just really think that kids aren't existing anywhere else but in the schools. So um, you definitely are going to want to just explain to him like kids exist outside of school, like maybe don't be as sarcastic as I might be. Um, but yeah, you know, you you can still have public school friends like my friend, my kids, best friends are in public school. So even if you're not getting the you know, your kids aren't participating in the academic part of public school, it doesn't mean they still can't participate with their friends. And even in Georgia, we have a law here where you could still join the same clubs. You could still be in band. So you can still have parts of that public school experience if that's what he's really concerned about. So you can let him know about that. Um, but also you will meet people just as you go through life. Like you'll meet people at the uh, library. You'll meet pe yeah, people at the park. You might join Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or 4-H and, and meet friends there. So it's not that he, your kids won't have friends. It's just your friends will come from different places than just one singular location. And then if he's worried that they just won't know pop culture and know the references, I mean, yes, they will. Because <laughs> even my kids who don't even have TikTok or like things like that, they still come across it in like YouTube. It sneaks in there somehow. So they will still have a great experience. I think the main thing is, are they thriving at home? Are they happy at home? That's going to be the main thing. And then also, if your husband is like mine, you can just say, let's just try it. Let's just do a test drive of this for a year. If you feel like they're not in a good place at the end of that year, you can always re-enroll if that's really like, you know, a major significant thing for him. So it just all depends. Um, like, I don't. are you guys pulling out of school and then, or are you starting from like pre-K and kindergarten? Wow, where'd you guys go? Okay, there we go. Um, where are we? Okay. I was trying to get back to the original question. Okay, Clover, there you are. I don't know if uh, starting from kindergarten. Okay, so yeah, when it comes to that, especially because you are just getting started, kindergarten is a great year to do like just a test drive. That's basically how we started was... I said, let me try it for kindergarten. If you don't like the result at the end, or if you really feel like this is not a good fit, enroll for first grade. I think I think that would be like the best example. And just, you know, let him follow along with the experience. Because like I said, my husband's same concern was like, oh, how are they going to make friends? And then it quickly became apparent. It's like, y'all get invited to so many things. <laughs> um, and you're going you're gonna to have to actually probably pare down your socialization <laughs> like so that you can actually do a little bit of learning. Um, but yeah, I think just try it out is what I would recommend and, and see how things go. 
Okay. And oh, I see a lot of other people drop suggestions too. Like I see here dance lessons. Um, yeah, so definitely a lot of things that you can do. Thank y'all so much for those suggestions. Ooh, the skate park sounds fun. Okay, and then Taylor, you said how to make a transcript. My oldest is entering high school and this is my second year. Um, so Taylor, I actually just used, um, what is this program called? Uh, Sheets, Google Sheets uh, to make a transcript. Um, if you like, I can show you the one that I made for high school and that might give you an idea of what you can do if you feel comfortable. Um, I do also sell it on my Etsy shop. So if you're like, no, thanks, I don't want to do all that. <laughs> you can also get it from my shop. So let me flip the camera so you guys can see one second. Okay, here we go. Okay, so hopefully that's coming through clear for you guys on your end. And what you would do, if this is, the, let me go back to the top, hold on. Um, so you would just fill in your details for your, for your high schooler. If you've named your homeschool, you can do that too here. And then um, you would just input their classes. You can include course numbers if you want to, or just, you know, the names of the classes. And then you would just give the averages however you are grading, you know, like a fall average or spring average. You can also change the names of these categories, by the way. Like this is not, this is an editable document. What you want to stay away from editing are these light gray areas. That's where the formulas are. So you don't want to mess with that because what will happen is like, let's change this one from 60 to 80. And you see it changed everything, the average and the letter grade to a B. You can also change the credits. So let's say that it's not a one credit class, it's a two credit class. You can change that. And that is also just going to help with the GPA calculation. Um, so you can definitely, and like I say, you can do this in Google Sheets, Excel. Like I'm gonna change everything to make it look like you know, all A's so that you can just see that it's changing down here, but also up here with the cumulative GPA. So all of that math is done for you um, on this. And like I said, this is in my Etsy shop, which you can get to in my profile if you're interested. And this just, you know, I, I based this off of my experience as um, an admissions counselor, like how we were looking at transcripts and changing them because fun fact, which really annoyed me, <laughs> was, um, hold on, oops, what did I do wrong? I did something, y'all. Okay, there we go. Fun fact, when I was an admissions counselor, um, I was thinking that, you know, if you went to a school and took AP classes, that, you know, when your school gives you that extra five-point GPA calculation that the college would honor that. And the truth is the only part of AP that matters in college is if you pass the AP test in order to give you credit. They do not care if your school gave you a five instead of a four for an A in that class. The college will, will recalculate your GPA on a strictly 4.0 scale so that the admission standards are pretty much fair across the board in that regard. So if you got a B in AP physics, and didn't take the test like me, <laughs> you thought you were getting a four for your you know, college. Nah, they, they kept it at a three. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, I hope answered your question, Taylor. Um, I hope that she was still here because I know sometimes I go a little bit slow. I talk a little bit too long. Um, Mr. M, you said, which program? I use Google Sheets. 
but I also do sell that in my Etsy shop. So if you don't want to make it yourself, you can buy it from me. Uh, let's see. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, Jazzy Joe, you said you were just thinking about that this morning about homeschooling your son. Well, cool. I'm glad you're here. Definitely do ask any questions you have. There's other homeschool parents here as well in the chat. So uh, we can definitely help if you have any questions. And let's see. Beth, I think I missed a first part of your question. What did you, you said, and report when we get to that with what grade we want to make it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they keep doing this thing in the chat where they flip how you present your question. Okay. So in North Carolina, you're not required to do paperwork until seven. Do you suggest moving forward and report when we get to that with what grade we made it to? So yeah, um, here's the thing. I definitely did paperwork too early for Georgia. And I think they just probably said, you know, good job. We're not, we don't care. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't start paperwork until it's required for your state. Um, but if you just want to keep it for yourself, like you can keep your own records for sure. Um, but just know that the state isn't going to give you any extra love if you present things early. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, just start when your law says that you need to start. So I apologize. For some reason, it came through flipped. And OK, love, uh, you said, which STEM activities do you use? So we've done a couple. Um, We've done the Little Passports STEM program where they mail you a thing every month. Um, my daughter also participated, both my daughters participated in Girl Scouts and um, one of the local areas around here hosted a STEM camp. So they got to do that and build drones and work on a 3D printer. Um, in terms of just a, a plan of curriculum, we have used Studies Weekly this past year. My oldest liked it, my middle child not so much. Um, and then also we have a bunch of like science experiment kits over here that we are sometimes gifted from family documentaries. We also have gone to science museums. Um, so yeah, a lot of different things. And then we built a robot this year with um, Lego. So a lot of different little things that we've done with STEM. Oh, hey, Bree. Good to see you. you said you've been working on getting all your stuff straight this morning. Thanks for your help yesterday. Oh, you're welcome. You're good. Thank you. You're thank you for being here and coming back and saying, hey, <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Uh, let's see. You said, Jenny, you said I have talked about this, but I'm not sure I'm good at teaching. So my thing my question to you would be did you have you potty trained yet because if you have potty trained a child you can teach a child <laughs> convincing them to go from diapers to taking care of their own business you can teach <laughs> um what the what you i think might be comparing yourself to and and please don't do this because i did this is you're trying to compare your ability to get through your child as the parent with your ability to inspire them as an educator. And I'm here to tell you that you absolutely 100% can still inspire your child. It may not look like a, a classroom, like what, what y'all see here, this is me being extra. This is none of this is required, but you can get through to your kid. You have already been teaching your kid. It's just now you might also incorporate some math with that, or you might also incorporate some history with that. But you're, you're, you have already been teaching. If you've taught them to tie their shoes, if you've taught them how to fold clothes and make their bed, you're already teaching. Um, and, and what took me a long time was to give myself credit for that. 
as that's teaching. Um, so yeah, you're already doing a good job. Don't, don't compare yourself apples to oranges. You know, you might not have gone to school to teach. That's okay. You're not trying to teach 30 children. You're trying to teach your children. So you don't necessarily need the same, um, qualifications because it is different qualifications working with 30 individuals whom you are just meeting for the first time on the first day of school versus teaching a child that you have held, loved, fed, and clothed for six years. You know how to communicate with them. So um, it's a totally different arena, but you can absolutely teach your kids. Bree, you said, how much is Little Passports? I don't know. It was a, a gift from my parents. We can look it up though. I know sometimes they run sales and specials. Let's just look it up. Um, little passports. Let's see. Uh, we did these. Where's the science one? Yeah, we did this one. Science expeditions for kids eight and up. It is $24 a month if you do all 12 months. It is $28 a month if you go monthly. So I hope that helps. <laughs> um, and then there's a six month option, which is $26 a month. I skipped over that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a gift from my parents um, one Christmas. I think they ordered it in November, so they'll be there for Christmas. And it was actually really awesome because my kids really have, um, they like to get things in the mail. So yeah, you're gonna do great <laughs> if you wanna go that route. Uh, let's see. L is that LT crash? You said I'm, I was told I'm too militant to teach. Still did it. Yeah, I'm, I was literally in the military. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it gets more militant than being in the military. And yeah, I still did it. So yeah, absolutely. You can still do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. Awesome, Jenny. Awesome. <laughs> oh. Um, Bree, why did your question get cut off. Okay. You said, oh, you were talking to someone else saying that you're in Virginia too. Interested to know if there's a required amount of time. Um, I know some states do the 180 days for four and a half or five hours a day, because that's what it is in Georgia, but not every state does that. But let's see if we can find it real quick. Because y'all, as soon as I look up a state, I promptly try to forget it just so it's not just like stuck in my head. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like Sherlock in that way. Like as soon as I have known something, it's like, okay, now I don't need this information anymore. Let me get it out of my brain. So I have room for other things. I don't see a hourly requirement like how it is written for Georgia. Just right off the top, I'm not, I'm not seeing that for Virginia. I'm seeing that you got to do the annual evaluation. You have to file notice with the superintendent. You must possess one of the four requirements for, for home instructor, like high school diploma. And uh, don't see anything that mentions hourly requirements. Let's try another website just to make sure. I'm going back to the Virginia Department of Education. Okay, yeah, some S. Tuttle RN says, I don't think Virginia has it. Yeah, I don't think so either. I didn't see it. Um, I mean, we can keep digging, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's in there uh, for Virginia. 
Oh, thank y'all so much. Y'all are so nice. <laughs> uh, oh, you have a STEM background via education and career, and I'm interested in creating a program. Do it for sure, and let us know when you when you've done it. Yeah. Mr. M, you said you are a math teacher and online math tutor, and you thought about homeschooling your child. I mean, seriously, math is always the subject that people <laughs> are most worried about. So it sounds like you have that subject down pat. Like you're, you sound like good to go. It's just a matter of, you know, do you guys want to at that point? But yeah, sounds like you're good. <laughs> uh, oh, and seeing, he says, um, you got your son to add fractions with unlike denominators at seven. Yeah. That's the thing too, y'all. I think if you can speak your child's language, like I specifically remember teaching my middle child math using her My Little Pony figures. So you guys, like it doesn't have to be so, you know, rigid and systemic the way that we think about it. You can really like teach your kid <laughs> the way that they like to speak. Um, that's also how we did handwriting. There's a handwriting worksheet generator in the, um, resources list in my profile. I would take phrases from their favorite shows, like catchphrases from their favorite shows and turn that into a worksheet. And then all of a sudden it's not a problem to practice handwriting, but what they don't want to practice and which I thought was a fantastic idea. They don't want to practice Latin phrases. They don't want to practice, you know, uh, proverbs from the Bible all the time. You know, they want to do things that they like. So as much as you can tailor the experience to your kid, you're, I think you're going to see really positive results. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Julie, for being on it. <laughs> I know I'm talking too much. Uh, okay. I'm just scrolling back up to make sure I didn't miss anything. Good morning to y'all that I've seen. I've seen some good mornings pop in. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so party with Maria, you said, do I help with requirements for all states? I'm in California. So I, I definitely recommend starting with this, you know, the, either this site or the department of education site for your state. I do also have a Rolodex in my profile of other homeschoolers. And there are a couple on there from California. If you just are like, I want specific answers about California, you can definitely, um, reach out to the people that are, that are there in California. If you just have a general question about California, maybe I remember, maybe I know the answer. But if you're like, nah, I'd rather talk to someone that's like living it, then definitely check out the Rolodex in my profile. And there's a couple of homeschoolers on there from California. They already know you're coming, guys. So if you go to my Rolodex and you see anybody on there that you want to chat with, all of these folks have given me their permission to put them on this list. And they know that I'm going to be recommending them and sending people their way. So it's not weird if you're going to be like, hey, I was in Cousin Tam's live. I have a question about homeschooling in California because they, they already know you're coming. So, um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I hope I hope it's helpful. Uh, let's see. OK, you guys are chatting with each other. Cool, cool. Tally said, I have a kindergartner in 2024 starting to gather curriculum, starting to feel overwhelmed. Tally, stop. <laughs> Like, stop. We are two years out because what's available now might not even be the best option in 2024. So stop. Don't look up any more curriculum right now. <laughs> Just freeze. Put the mouse down, put the spreadsheet down, put the tablet, the list down. <laughs> Don't do any more at this point. Um, you're going to want to just spend this time learning your kids' learning style, checking kind of what they gravitate towards so that 
because you might be looking up curriculum. I'm going to give you an example of where I failed. And this is why I want you to stop looking. Um, you might be looking at things on the Internet that are like, get this workbook, get that workbook, where it's like, you know, a paper workbook for, for kindergarten. Well, it turns out my kids did not like paper workbooks in kindergarten. So I had a whole stack of wonderful curriculum came in such like it was wrapped in this, you know, plastic wrap. It was amazing. Horrible. My kids didn't even want to use it. So I ended up having to scrap some of it, sell some of it, donate some of it. And all they wanted to do was dry erase. And that might be all that you need for kindergarten is dry erase with like maybe a tablet and some apps <laughs> to get you guys started. And then PBS, YouTube and a library card. So stop. Don't look up anything else. Don't buy anything. Breathe. You're good. <laughs> you don't have to start right this second. But you are so like me because I, that was me. I was looking things up. I, I had designed a whole like academic crest for our school before we even really started, before I even filled out paperwork for the state. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> just breathe. You're doing amazing. And, and the fact that you're already so on it just further lets me know you're going to do amazing when it's time. But seriously, like who was it that just said they're going to start possibly um, a STEM curriculum? Who was that? Let me go back up for a second. Oh, man, what was her name? Who said that? I can't find it. OK, but Tally, seriously, someone in here just said I'm thinking about starting or making a STEM curriculum. So it's not even out yet, but it might be out by 2024 and you might want to get that curriculum. So don't don't do things just yet. Um, give it time. Uh, Black Riot, I do not work for a company. Um, I kind of run my own business. I have an Etsy shop. That's like the extent of it. <laughs> uh, but okay. Oh, gosh. It just jumped down. Uh, Mind and Baby said, are you teaching per day or teaching per week? Example, should we do a week of letter A or just a day? That's going to depend on your kid, like how quickly they get it. So I'll give you an example. My middle child... Um, Pretty much got the alphabet with no issues, but lowercase letters D, B, P, and Q gave her some trouble because they're all just, you know, mirror opposites of each other. So we spent more time on those letters because it was taking more time to get it. Um, so I don't have a, a standard answer for that one. I would say spend as much or as little time as is needed. And your kid will definitely let you know. They'll be like, Mom, I know this. <laughs> or they'll be like, you know, a little uh, not confident that they, they won't be as confident on that subject. So they'll, you know, they won't know it. Um, but there, your kid will give you a good indication. Oh, Tally, you said you were a pre-K teacher. So now you feel like you have to bring all of that to the house. You don't. And in fact, your kid will probably not enjoy that. Um, I think sometimes less is best in the early years because there's so much that just life teaches, you know? Um, you could just be driving down the road playing I spy and that's how you work on shapes and colors and, and you know, recognizing words and letters. So it doesn't have to be super duper strict and rigid. You don't need a lot of, you don't need to purchase a lot of stuff. I mean, I have things that I have used and that I recommend that I like, but again, it's like not necessary. It's not like if you don't have this, what are you doing? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, so definitely take it slow <laughs> and you can, here's the thing too. You don't have to have all your school supplies on day one. You might just start off with dry erase, library card and a tablet, but then by October, you might want to buy something else. So like, that's another thing that's like the freedom of homeschooling is it's not that you have to have all of your curriculum in neat little rows on day one. You can add on as you go. And I recommend that more than buying it all at once, just because Things change throughout the year. Your kid's going to change. What worked 
you know, six months ago, they're not even going to be into it now. Cause I know that was, a, we made that mistake when my kids were younger, you know, I, I was this close to getting them my little pony sheets. And then it was like six months later, they, they weren't even watching it anymore. So I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't make that investment because <laughs> they would still be sleeping on those sheets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's say, do you have a sample of a quarterly report for a high school student? I don't. However, if you wanted to add um, that notation in there, like on the one that I have, if you wanted to add that the fall average includes, you know, two quarters, you could do that. So it's really just, I mean, and, and you can make it, by the way, yourself. I just personally haven't made that. Um, I didn't find it necessary. And I really, when I was looking up different transcripts, I didn't see all that many that went by quarters, but you absolutely can make it however you want to. Um, I just kind of based mine off of what I saw as a college admissions counselor and what I was used to seeing it. And usually you just had a fall and a spring average because not all schools do quarters. So we were really just taking the final average anyway. So whether you broke that into semesters, which is two um, grades, or you broke that into quarters, they were we were just looking at the final grade anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you, but you can absolutely create it to to meet your standards or, or whatever you're wanting to um, express um, through the progress report. Let's see. Thank y'all so much for these questions, for the comments. I'm I'm hoping that it's helpful. Thank y'all for the follows. I saw some likes and uh, I saw a rose pop up. So I appreciate that so much. Um, let's see. Trying to unlearn school system habits have been a bit challenging for me as you approach homeschool. Yes, same, same for me, y'all. Like I'm still haven't unlearned it. That's this room honestly should probably be just set up to be like a gamer's room, but I just can't let go of having a classroom. I just like it. Um, but yeah, it's hard to unlearn that stuff. And like you, mind and baby, I'm also the first in my family to homeschool. And don't you know they got us some side eyes the first couple years. But family would try to quiz them when we would go to family gatherings, which was super annoying. Um, so yeah, I didn't like that at all. Tally, you said his nickname is Taz. So I'm sure we'll have lots of outings and adventures in our curriculum. Oh, good. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely tailor it to Taz's needs. Because if you are going to try to have and, and just from the nickname, just from his nickname, <laughs> if you're going to try to have him sit down with a workbook, there will be tears, there will be tantrums, like, but if you want to incorporate more outside time, like it sounds like for him, unit studies would be amazing where you guys could go out and you could be walking a trail, picking up rocks, that's counting, dropping rocks, that's subtracting, you know, like you, you, you really have like full freedom to be super duper creative with this. So don't limit yourself to pre-made curriculums. That's another thing. Like I'm not against y'all buying curriculums if you want to. I'm pro doing what's best for your kids. And if your kid is just not a workbook guy or a workbook girl, don't force it. It's okay, especially when they're young because nobody's looking. There's no permanent record. If college is the end goal, I 1000% promise you, no admissions counselor will ask you, how did they learn how to count in curriculum? Please show us proof of how you taught them. It will not be asked. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I, I really hope that y'all have a good time. 
Hey, thank you, Sarah Elizabeth, for that. Thank you. Oh, you said, <laughs> third one, you said you want a specific classroom so bad, you just want to store all the curriculum, all the homeschool stuff in it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, VSG Life, yes, I do have a web, well, it's not a website, it's a the Google Sheets document that I share. Um, it's called the resources list in my profile. It should be the first one. So if you click on the link in my profile, the first tab is going to be a list of a bunch of different websites, a bunch of different curriculums, YouTube channels, all that good stuff. So yes, that is in my profile. Thank you for asking that. I sometimes forget to say it. <laughs> um, Oh, good, good. You, you. I'm, I'm glad, Tally, that you're more excited. Good, yes. Take off the, the blinders. Like you can really go, and, and, and if, I don't know if you have more than one child or, or just one currently, but for each child, you can really make it what they need for it to be, and that's how. Um, I think that's how it should be. Um, there's a video I reposted it this morning. It was talking to a bunch of teachers in Finland about their, their curriculum versus our curriculum. And one of the teachers was surprised to know that some schools don't include art. And and I thought about that. I remember being devastated when art got taken off my schedule in high school because I really wanted to take it. But they were like, oh, you won't need this for college. We're just going to focus on STEM, STEM, STEM. And I was like, okay. But I really wanted to take home ec. I really wanted to take art. And those things just weren't there. Um, they weren't available to me anymore because they changed up how school was taught. And it, I just remember being like so deflated because I, I wanted to take those classes. And now as a homeschooler, I know I can offer those things to my kids. And yes, college out there sometime in the future. But I have 12. I have a 12 year old right now. That's my oldest. Why am I going to rob them of these young, you know, these experiences while we're young, while they're young? We can worry about that later. We got plenty of time to talk about college. Like if that's even going to be the thing, they might want to just be YouTubers with a t-shirt business and, you know, DoorDash and like whatever makes them happy to pay their bills. Like, it, like, why am I going to push them in a direction they don't want to go? You know, so. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. <laughs> All right, let me get back to the chat. Let's see. Oh, and I see Mom and Baby. We're thinking the same. You said, has anyone looked into Finland school systems? Yes, I I, I just posted a video or reposted a video um, this morning that talked about it. So, so cool that, you know, we're thinking alike on that. Uh, let's see. The Georgia form for homeschool, can you only homeschool one on the form and later do another? So you mean like just putting one child's name on the form? Yeah, if you're only homeschooling one child, just put one name, but if later on you decide to homeschool more children, because the Georgia form, you can just list as many kids as you have all on one form. So yeah, just start with one if you're just starting to homeschool with one and then um, add on as needed or as 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 you enter. Because I think what has to happen for Georgia is you have to notify within 30 days of starting to homeschool. So even if you... Um, you know, let's say you withdraw a child in the middle of the school year, but you've already been homeschooling one in August, you would still need to submit that new form that has both kids' names on it once you have withdrawn the second child. So I hope that I hope that's what you meant. Um, 
please correct me if that wasn't what you were asking. Okay. Oh, and y'all are talking about the, yeah, the Michael Moore documentary. Yeah, that's the one. Magnolia Boutique. Hey, you said we made the decision yesterday to homeschool. Your son is so excited. Oh, good news. That's great. Awesome. Oh, good. I hope you have a good time. How old your son? Did you say yesterday? And maybe I forgot. Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, you guys are talking about the, the documentary in college. Okay, that's right. I think I remember you saying he was eight, but I wasn't sure if I was mixing your comment with someone else's. So good. I'm glad he's excited. That's good. Okay, uh, then you said, yes, two of my children are CA Cyber and we have a kindergarten going in. We plan to homeschool the kindergartner. So yeah, so what you would do then is you would, simply focus your that um declaration of intent would only have your home your excuse me your kindergartner on there and then if you did decide to um, no longer do the cyber i think it's just like the because that's a, that's online public school so technically they are enrolled in public school but they're just doing the cyber version if you chose not to continue with the cyber version you just have to submit a new form within 30 days of that decision that you have made to um to withdraw them from the cyber school and homeschool them. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> um, let's see. Yes, I agree with you, Mind and Baby. This next generation is going to be phenomenal for sure. I think they're definitely going to have a more balanced approach to life than some of us who are still, I'll speak for myself, still stuck in that hustle and grind and you can sleep when you're dead mentality. Like, it is so hard to unlearn that because <laughs> even today I'm like, would y'all have really been upset if I took an extra five minutes to log in? Maybe not, but I just had this mentality of like, I said 8.30, it's going to be 8.30, you know, like, but anyway, it's old habits die hard, truly. Let's see. Mission led mom, you said, my brother's friend was from Finland, top of his class. He ended up moving back and had to repeat a year because uh, because what he learned here was not up to up to par. Is that what is that what the reason was? Mm, that's unfortunate. Um, let's see. The Hoover Adventures, you said, I have an eight and a 12 year old. We did half a year of homeschooling last year. OK, how did it go for y'all? Uh, LT crashes. I used Sylvan Center to balance my teaching out for troubled areas. Yeah, y'all, you don't have to do it all. You can absolutely look into um, other companies to help supplement, to just give yourself a break. Or if it's, you know, um, a troubled area where you just feel like you want to add more focus, you can absolutely do that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Hmm. Tally, yes. I, I thought about that too. You said, I've often thought about the wave of homeschoolers and independent learners after the current climate of the state. Yeah. I mean, at some point you just have to recognize like, you know, the system works for some, but not all. And I don't want my kid to be part of the not all. I want my kid to know more, to have more opportunities and experiences and just know that the, the world is bigger. There's more life paths than just 
go to school, go to college, get a job, buy a house, retire. There's more that you can do. But that was that was the path we were put on. And for some of us, that's fine. It works. It's, you know, we're all living the dream, I suppose. But then for others of us, it's like, you know, I really don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy working for someone else, or I, I don't want to be a homeowner, or I would much rather travel. But I think sometimes our that the previous generation, I think, first of all, they, they could only teach us what they knew. They didn't know YouTube was going to be a thing. They didn't know um, podcasts were going to be a thing and being an influencer and all that kind of stuff was even an option. So they taught us based on what they knew. So no hate to the previous generation. They didn't know what they didn't know. But now that we, our generation knows better, um, we have to do better. And unfortunately, the school systems, in my opinion, just haven't caught up with that. We're still teach, trying to teach our kids the same way we were taught, but we know we know that there are more options than this. So we just have to either, you know, be very involved if your if your kid is in public school, or take them out and try it yourself. Um, but yeah, I do think there's definitely going to be a lot more homeschoolers. I'm I've already experienced that just from 2020 to now, way more homeschoolers because it used to be when I first started, like you would say in hushed tones, like, oh, oh yeah, we homeschool, you know, you know, yeah. And people would be like, really, seriously? And then I, you would, I would feel compelled to list my resume of why I'm qualified, you know, like, but now it's like, yeah, I homeschool. Like, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> so it's been just for my short amount of time, nine years that I've been doing this, that the climate has changed. So I know it's just gonna continue to change. Uh, let's see. Khan was okay. So the Hoover Adventures, you guys said that you did it for half a year. Khan Academy was easy. We struggled, and I didn't like the easy pieces system, but we did like Khan Academy for math. Okay, okay. So are you guys going to be continuing? Because I know sometimes like that that first year is a struggle to just find what fits. Hey, Teresa, good to see you. Thank you for being here today. Uh, yes, we're supposed to be robots. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yep, yep, yep. I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm reading through what you guys are saying. I'm, I'm trying to catch up and make sure I didn't miss a question. But yeah, I know you guys are chatting with each other. Um, let's see. So um, you said in Georgia for kindergarten, will or is IXL only be the full curriculum or do I need more? So if you're in Georgia, I would actually not use the IXL website. I would use georgiastandards.org because first of all, it's specific to Georgia. And also the full, everything that you need for kindergarten is on that site. You could literally just homeschool from that site if you wanted to. You don't have to seek out a different curriculum because um, all the standards are there. They even have resources like videos, recommended books that you can check out from the library. So if you are in Georgia, IXL is okay, but I would say georgiastandards.org is actually better because it's specific and there's resources that are tagged in there because that's that's the website that the educators are using, which is why I also recommend make your make friends with educators because they will tell you <laughs> like what you can use. Um, but there is so much on there. Like you really, the it's a full blown curriculum for the most part. And but obviously you can add to it or you know take away from it if it's not um, exactly how you want it to be. But 
it's all on there for Georgia. And obviously other states can use it too. I'm not saying like this is Georgia only, but it is Georgia specific. So you just, you know, got to know that going in. Mm -mm -mm. All right. You said you want my kid. I want my kids to know all the choices, not just what the class system sets for them. So well said. I agree. Um, okay. Oh, Julie's on it. She answered that. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Julie. All right, Teresa, you said y'all are about to start back. You're excited. Good. I'm glad y'all's first year went well and that y'all are continuing on and being, you know, excited about that. I'm, I'm happy for y'all, Teresa. Um, all right. See you, Hannah. Hannah says they're getting ready to go to the library. They're going, having library day. Have a good day. Yes. Thank you. Um, is it cor corralling the trailers? I'm sorry. Oh, corralling, corralling the trailers. <laughs> uh, you said, what age would you recommend starting kindergarten or schooling in general? I recommend just following your state's guidelines on that. So if your state says five and you're planning to, you know, and in, in, in paperwork is required, go ahead and start at five, you know, paperwork wise, um, just so that you're in, in, you know, all your ducks are in a row for that. But if you feel like your five-year-old's not ready, then that's okay. You can just take it real slow um, because I feel like not all kids are ready all at the same time. Even if the state say start at five, start at six, start at seven, maybe your six-year-old is not ready. So still fill out your paperwork if it's even required because some states it's not even required, but then go at your kid's pace. So um, I don't have like a set ready answer for like, you should start at five. Because I'll be honest, for all of my kids, it's, we started at different ages. My oldest was ready first. She was ready at about four. My middle daughter, she was not ready until about six. And my son was ready at five. But the state, for Georgia, um, the state requirement is six years old. So I didn't wait until my oldest was six. And I also really didn't push when my middle daughter, even though she it's supposed to be six, she really wasn't that into school. We just went at her pace. But all the paperwork was still submitted at six. <laughs> Technically, I started with my son too early, but he was still on last year's paperwork anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would submit the paperwork when it's required, but start when you're ready. That's my answer to that. <laughs> um, okay, you're in Gwinnett. Cool. Yeah, I know where that is. I know that they say success lives here in Gwinnett <laughs> on their water towers. That's what I see when I drive past it. Ah. Yes, exactly, Big Mom. Besides paperwork, homeschooling is flexible. Exactly. Good morning, Shoshana. Good to see you. All right, I'm just looking back through, trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. LT Crash, you said, this year it felt like the teachers didn't respect that you taught your, you taught your kids the last two years. How do you mean? Like they didn't accept what you taught or like they thought your curriculum wasn't Good enough? What, how do you mean they didn't respect it? I do know some educators just don't respect homeschooling in general. But then there's also some educators that will that say flat out, I will only homeschool my kids. So you get it both on, on both sides, I suppose. And there's educators that I follow on this app too. So <laughs> like I learned from them. They're, most that I've chatted with are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think one thing I, I like to always say is 
other people's opinions are exactly that. Like on no state standards will you see other people's opinions as a requirement. Like you don't have to accept them, respond to them. You know, I posted a video yesterday that had a comment on it and I was just like, okay, that's her opinion. I'm not going to respond to it. Don't need to. <laughs> There's no reason. Good morning. I was on the FYPL. That's cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know that. Ah, uh, la la la. Oh, the Hoover. Yeah. Okay. So the Hoover Adventures, you said the paperwork in Texas is next to nothing and it scared me a little. Yeah. Um, and that, I think if I were also a Texas resident, that would have bothered me too, because I'm, I find comfort in structure, um, as maybe you also find comfort in structure because you want to be told what you need to do. And that was a super hard adjustment at first because it's like, oh, 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 no one, no one's going to tell me. <laughs> okay. Cause even in Georgia, they say like, you need to fill out this paperwork, but you, you hold on to that. <laughs> Like, we only want one piece of paper from you every year. The rest of that, you hold on to that. And I'm like, you don't want to see nothing? I have a whole, like, setup here. They're like, no, no, we have no interest. <laughs> so that was a, that bothered me a bit. I'm like, so how do you know I'm not just over here slapping A's on reports? And they're like, that's your business. And the truth is, it would only, like, set your kid up for disaster because eventually they'd be asked to prove what they know and they would know nothing. So... I, yeah, it took me a while to like accept that there's a lot of freedom with homeschooling and people are not looking over your shoulder. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so Benita, you said you told the kid's principal that you're withdrawing and homeschooling. He's worried about socializing for my ASD kid. Um, yeah, that's usually always the thing that people say about homeschooling. Um, I don't know if you plan to maintain a relationship with your principal. I mean, they, they can certainly express their concern. Um, there are uh, families on my Rolodex up here. If you wanted to go check my profile, there's other families who are homeschooling with ASD children. If you want to reach out to them to kind of to see what they're doing, see what they um, what their experiences are, just so that you have an idea. Um, however, socializing, I really think has to just be based on what, what your child is comfortable with. Like I wouldn't force socialization, but I also wouldn't, you know, highly don't suggest that you homeschool in isolation. Um, but just go at, go at your kid's pace is what I would say. And um, like I said, a lot of times when people have that concern or express that concern, it's just because they have never seen or met a homeschooler. <laughs> um, because despite there being millions of us out there, we don't, we're not, we're, it's still not a well-known group and the folks that you do know, usually it's the ones that are going to college at 12 or the ones that are in the news for something horrible. So those are not, neither of those are an accurate representation of the whole. Um, but definitely do check out that list. I think that um, reaching out to some of the other ladies and following them and, and talking to them, I think will be helpful. Um, let's see. Hey, team, hey, Christina's here. Good morning, Christina. I, I'm not going live daily but I am Monday through Thursday, 8, 8, 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. So that's been my schedule so far. So sort of daily, four days. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I always do post on my, on my page when the next live is going to be. So I'm Monday through Thursday. I sometimes pop in on the weekends. 
Um, but faithfully Monday through Thursday, 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then sometimes if my kids don't need me, we go over and we just keep chatting. <laughs> oh, man, so good to see you here. I get so excited because um, if, if for anyone who doesn't know, Team Hey Homeschools is, is her handle on here. Her name is Christina. She's from Texas. And um, she's homeschooling her children. She has dyslexia, but her, her kids also do have dyslexia as well. And I don't have any experience, um, you know, educating with dyslexia. And so anytime someone asks me a question about dyslexia, I'm always like, oh, you need to go talk to Team Hey. <laughs> like, and, you know, I'm, and that's my thing, too, is like with these lives, it's not all about me. So anytime another homeschooling family's in here, I'm like, like Precious is in here. She homeschools. Good morning, Precious. Oh, thank you. You said my hair looks beautiful. Thank you. And I'm always like, you should talk to this person or that person because I don't know everything and I never want to present that I do know everything. And so it's so good to see you here so that people just know, like, because I'm always saying it's not weird if y'all go ask them because they know. <laughs> and um, so it's so cool to see you here because I have said her name so many times in these lives, like talk to Team Hey Homeschools. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So sorry, y'all. Let me calm down. Um, okay. It said that opinions are like, yes, everyone has one. Exactly. And opinions are not required for any of anyone's curriculum. So for sure. Um, hey, Mama G, good to see you again today. You said, do y'all homeschool all year or do you take summer breaks? So uh, for me personally, we do homeschool year round with breaks every six weeks. And in the summer, our schedule is much lighter. We're only using one workbook, which is the Summer Bridge workbook. And then we have you know, here two week off, two weeks that we're going to be completely off here in the summer. This is next year's schedule, but it, it's been the same for the past like four years. Um, so overall, when you add it all up, we end up being out of school about the same amount of time as public schoolers. I think it's a total of like 10 and a half, 11 weeks throughout the whole year that we're not in school. I have just broken it up throughout because for me, I start to feel that itch around the five week mark that we could use a break. <laughs> so we end up homeschooling for six weeks and then we take a break off on the seventh week, which is really, really nice because for two reasons. Number one, it gives us a break when we need it. But also I can send this schedule to my parents or my, you know, and just be like, hey, if y'all want to come visit, we're off during this time. Usually there's no lines at libraries and amusement parks and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> so it's nice. Um, but yeah, that's my answer. I don't know if anyone else would also like to answer um, if you guys are summers off or year round, um, but it's just going to depend on on you and your skills and what you'd like to do. Hey, Orden 20K, good to see you again today. Oh, Teresa, you were talking about um, you're loving the meetups. Yay. And y'all have been a thousand percent more social. So y'all, Teresa here, her, her name on here is Tennessee Teresa. Um, just started homeschooling, I believe for the first time last year. And we've been chatting back and forth for a bit. And um, I think, you know, socialization is just always someone's question. But as y'all just have seen, like they have been a thousand percent more social um, now that her and she withdrew her granddaughter from school to homeschool. So thank you for, for sharing that because um, it is a, a lot of people's concern. And thank you all so much for the likes. I see the heart. I saw Team Hey, you gave me something. What is that? Finger heart. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, and I appreciate that compliment. Thank you so much, Christina. Um, 
Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's see, Orton, you said, is there anyone who can help with homeschooling in New York State? Yes, if you go to the Rolodex, hold on, let me double check. Actually, no, there's no one from New York on there. Oh, but someone was in here yesterday from New York. Who was it that was in here? Yeah, that's New Jersey. My bad, I'm sorry. I know those are not the same. Please don't hate me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Does anyone, do any of you other homeschool moms on here on this app know who's homeschooling in New York? I don't think I know of a New Yorker. Or maybe they've said it and I haven't paid attention. Uh, but uh, I personally can't think of anyone off the top of my head from New York. Why can't I think of anyone from New York? I know there's people from the North, but that's not New York. <laughs> Um, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head though. Okay. You said very similar New Jersey. That's mine and baby. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know there's New Jersey on my list, but that's not like, I don't know if there's different rules in New York. Tink, you said, how long of a break do you take? Usually one week off at a time, unless it's around Christmas where we take a longer break of two weeks. And then at the end of May, we also take two weeks. But usually it's just one week at a time. And let's see, Vermont. Okay, I see. Yeah, I don't know of anyone on this app from New York. I'm trying to think. I don't know of anyone from New York. Oh, hey, Kaylee just popped in. Maybe, or am I saying it wrong? Is it Kaylee? Callie. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. I don't like mispronouncing anyone's name. Lana, you said the state laws are pretty strict from what you've heard. Um, for New York. Are you talking about from New York? Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, yeah, I don't know. No one I know so far, but I've only been at this. Like this Rolodex, y'all, is only about two weeks old. <laughs> so hopefully we get it built out to where there's more. Like there are people adding on every day. But um, I don't know of anyone from New York off the top of my head. Good morning, Keishai. Yeah, definitely I would, I, I agree. It would be good to build um, a support group. Um, are you on Facebook or Instagram? Cause that maybe doing, or a hashtag, like searching the hashtag homeschool, New York homeschool or homeschooling in New York. That might pull some people up. Um, but yeah, I totally understand, like just wanting that support from someone who's in the state. That's why the Rolodex even came about, because I know that I'm in Georgia where we do things like totally different than, say, California. So I want to be able to have someone where I can say, you know, I don't know, but you should go check out this person's page because they're in California. They're living it. All I can do is, you know, tell you a website, really, <laughs> but it's not necessarily the same. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you, Lana Drew. Thank you for that. LT crashes. You went to Africa last year and four-year-olds know three languages. Yeah. Yeah. We are very monolinguistic here, <laughs> um, which is another thing that, you know, doesn't, I, I do think that it is changing in public schools. Like I think they're recognizing teaching 
second languages at an earlier age is beneficial. However, it really hasn't caught on everywhere yet. So, but as a homeschooler, you have the opportunity to to change that. I know we personally we have used um, Duolingo as a, as a resource. We've also used Little Pim, which is a t um, like a TV series that helps teach you know different phrases. Because yeah, I want different for my kids. I don't want my kids to only speak one language. So I agree with you on that. We can we can do better and we can do more on that. Good morning, PR Shorty. How's it going? Oh my goodness, y'all. I've been live with y'all for an hour and this tea is still too hot. <laughs> I need to just take the lid off because whew, like, I don't know if y'all can see that steam. These Yetis are serious business. I'm going to have to let this cool naturally because, wow, that's still too hot. After an hour, I made it right before we started, and it's still, like, too hot to drink. <laughs> uh, but anywho, thank y'all again so much for the likes. I'm seeing the hearts. I appreciate that. Um, and the follows. I'm seeing the message pop up that folks are following. Thank you so much. I've, I really enjoy, like, just chatting with y'all. <laughs> and I do, I learn, um, you know, different things. He said the tea is hot in here today. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it is literally hot. Yeah, it's so funny um, that you say it that way because I, I love a good double entendre. And that was the whole motivation behind the video I posted yesterday, where someone always has an opinion, a negative one usually, um, about homeschooling. And, you know, I sometimes wonder, like, what is the point of you sharing your negative opinion with me? Like, if you really feel that strongly, perhaps you should leave that comment on your congressman's page or your senator's page. Not mine, because I'm not going to do anything with it, but ignore it or delete it if it's disrespectful. But you telling me you don't like homeschooling or, you, you know, you think it's weird, homeschoolers are weird, da, 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 all these things that you're that you feel compelled to share with me in a negative way. I sometimes just want to ask. And how would you like me to dispose of this information? Because that's the only thing I'm going to do with it is dispose of it. Like, I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing is working for my family. I just I'm confused. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anywho. <laughs> yes, exactly. Kay. You said I have a Yeti. No, it might be another seven hours. Exactly. I have to take the lid off like. If, if ever, like I'm not sponsored by anybody, y'all, but if ever I was, I would, t I would take a Yeti sponsorship in a heartbeat because <laughs> it is such a good thing. <laughs> hmm. Especially if you like to have hot coffee. I'm not much of a cold coffee person, but Yeti does it both ways. So like if you prefer to keep your drinks cold, you get one like this. <laughs> and as y'all can see, I have a bit of a personalization it's, it's not a problem. Is it? It's only a problem if you're trying to solve it, right? Like I'm not trying to solve it. <laughs> I'm. If you're going to invest in a cup like this, you need to put your name on it. Things are expensive and people, you know, get a little light fingered and want to try to walk off with it. Well, good luck walking off with my initials and the Dolly Parton lyric on the back. <laughs> trying to claim it as your own. 
Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you guys are, did you say avid hikers? Where did that comment go? It just went away. I saw, I thought I saw something about hiking. Thank you, Johnny Stash. Thank you for that compliment. Someone said something about hiking. Where did that comment go? I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of the comment was, but yes, that's what she said. Oh, yes, you. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know where your comment went. But yeah, it said, I, I thought I saw avid hikers. And one of my goals, I don't, you know, as much as I'm not much of an outdoor person, but one of my goals for a time was to hike the Appalachian Trail, like all the way through. And I so am grateful for the people who have posted their hike of it on um, YouTube. Like you can follow them from Georgia to Maine. And I have sat there and binged those videos on YouTube. Like, oh my gosh, that looks so cool. I don't know if I'll ever do it. And then I read the book where the woman hiked, was it called Wild? I think that's what it was called. It became a movie that Reese Witherspoon was in. I've not seen the movie, but I read the book of, of her hiking experience. And I just thought, this is, this is literally wild. But I just was so en engrossed in that story. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Oh, I'm seeing the rep uh, recommendation for um, American Sign Language. So it says, I loved signing time um, American Sign Language videos. Wait, isn't that, is that the one on this list? Because there is a YouTube channel on the list that talks about, it. I want to make sure it's the same one. If it's not the same one, then I will add that to the list. No, this says learn how to sign. That's YouTube. So this is this is called signing time. Let me get that added. Thank you for sharing that, LT Crash. Signing time. All right, I'm gonna look that up and get that added. You said you're going to get a Yeti. <laughs> yeah, I Yeti and Nalgene are probably my two favorites. Like Nalgene actually saved the day when we were in Texas for that storm because we ended up using Nalgene's like pouring boiling water in a Nalgene. They don't melt. And um, using that as like bed heaters when um, when we lost power during their lovely snowstorm. So I'm a big fan of both of those brands. And then I also have a, I have this Camelback. That's my current water bottle of choice because it's a little bit smaller than the giant Nalgene's. Um, but yeah, I like all of those camping brands. Teresa, you said I have too many Yetis. <laughs> Can you ever have too many? They're just good. They're just really good. And they last forever as long as you don't. I guess, run them over with a, a truck. <laughs> oh, you have the stackable ones. I saw those. Those look good. Oh, someone said the homeschool community should plan that hike. Which hike? The Appalachian Trail? 
Ooh, that's a long one. That's four months. I don't know about that. <laughs> but a hike, like a day hike, yes, or even a three-day hike would be okay, like an overnight three-day hike. But um, four months, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the life straw. Yeah, that's the one that filters the water, right? I've seen that, I think, if, if that's the one you're talking about. Hey, Locked and Loaded, how's it going? Oh, Shoshana, you're talking about the movie with Reese Witherspoon where she did that hike. Yeah, the book was crazy. I can only imagine them bringing that to life in um, in the film version. I haven't seen that, but that woman suffered. <laughs> she suffered. Oh, you have the coffee mug and the can one. Okay, yeah, yeah. You dream, Julie, you dream of doing the Appalachian Trail hike or the Pacific what is it called? Pacific something trail. That's the one I think that was done in the movie Wild. Which one were you talking about? Hey, uh, locked and loaded, You right? The braid out, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, thank you. Yes, I, I, my arms are always so sore after I do this, but the, the result is usually pretty cool. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Oh, Minded Baby says it could be a yearly trip or the homeschool community that plans yearly vacate. Oh, there is, you said there is a homeschool community that plans yearly vacations with their community. That actually sounds really cool. I'm, and I'm assuming they do it probably not in the summer so that <laughs> it's not so crowded uh, with everyone else who's on break. But that actually sounds like a good idea. Rooted, oh, Julie said whichever one is the really long one. I think the Pacific one is the longer one, if I'm not mistaken. But they're both like over a thousand miles. So they're both really long. But I do think the Pacific one is the longer one. Thank y'all for the roses. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. You said it takes you six hours to do yours? Oh, no, I'm not there yet, no. No, it doesn't take that long, but wow, commitment. Locks are, locks are a relationship, y'all, just for anyone who <laughs> is like, how did this conversation change to hair? It's a relationship. It's a thing, it's a commitment, and especially when you're doing it yourself, it it's a you are planning your day around it. <laughs> in some cases. Um, so Pacific Crest Trail, that's what it's called. I, th I think I said Pacific Coast Trail. Yes, I knew it was PCT, but Pacific Crest Trail. Thank you, Emilio's wife. Thank you for correcting me. Mm-hmm. If my feet would, I'd be 100% down. <laughs> Listen, um, in that story, Wild, where she did her trail, her feet did not make it. How she was describing the what was going on, her feet didn't make it either. I'm like, honey, stop. <laughs> like I'm telling, I'm, I'm reading it and I'm flipping the pages like, honey, just stop. Please stop. <laughs> like you need medical attention. But she, she wanted to achieve her goal and she did. And now Reese Witherspoon is playing her. So I say, hey, I guess it was worth it, worth it for her <laughs> to sacrifice the feet for a moment. Hmm. 
Oh, you said you had to look it up. <laughs> Thank you. I know, right? Like, I do the same thing. I would have looked it up after this and been like, I said it wrong. But uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for correcting me on here. <clears> okay, <throat> hey, you said you combed out your locks and you're thinking about coming back? Ooh. Yes, I agree with you. Locks are much easier than loose natural hair, 100%. I think I was natural for, man, like maybe 10, 10 or 12 years before I locked it up. And I, like you couldn't pay me to go back right now. It's just, I could not. <laughs> You said sometimes your feet can't walk from one room to to the other. Sports destroyed them. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But no, I get it. Like, that's why you can watch people do the trail on YouTube. They've recorded their journey. You just watch and subscribe and watch one video after the next. <laughs> so it's like you're there. That's how, I, that's how I feel about it. Julie said, listen, in my wildest dreams, I live in a canvas tent in the woods with a wood stove and some chickens. I think I could visit that wildest dream of yours, but I also enjoy my creature comforts because <laughs> I do like to go get a cabin in the mountains every now and then um, here in Georgia, but I don't know if I could make that permanent move. LT Crash, you said, my, your state has a journal book of all of your state parks. Oh, cool. So is it like a almost like a passport thing or well, you said it's like a journal. So I guess it includes all of like facts from each individual state park. We do something similar here in Georgia um, for, for kids, especially it's called the junior ranger program. And um, if you go and you participate in uh, you, you go to the front desk of the park, you get the little work booklet for that park. And you finish you, when you finish the activities or some some of the parks, they'll just give you this little pin, this badge um, right at the beginning because they, they're like, yeah, we don't know when you're coming back. So they just give it to you right at the beginning. And uh, I like that for getting out in nature. And, you know, it's like we're spontaneous with a purpose. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I like that our state does that too. You said it's okay. You have Google Maps and YouTube. Exactly. You can live vicariously through people from the comfort of your home. So that's what I do too. <laughs> I do enjoy going on day hikes though, but I like to be back home or in a bed at the end of the day. Because even if I'm staying in like the cabins, I still want to go back to the cabin at the end of the day. Um, I'm, I have camped. I have camped out before. My longest camp out was eight days. So I'm good. It's like when you run a marathon, do you do you want to do it more than once? <laughs> I don't. I've never even done a marathon. <laughs> but I think it's cool for other people. You said you'll set up a guest tent. <laughs> Thank you. Uh Okay, it's got some facts, but you can put some pictures and write your favorite thing. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And you said your kid your kid lives to get bling, and you you love geocaching. Yeah, that so that that's basically what that program is. Is because it's not like you have to show up on a particular date, a particular time. You would just whenever you guys want to go, you would just stop off at the welcome center to get the booklet. And like I said, usually they just go ahead and give you the pen right with it. 
and you would do it in your own at your own pace and um you can add on to different things but there's also like different challenges in there like scavenger hunts of things that you should be on the lookout for facts about that park all that good stuff so i really do like our junior ranger program quite a bit i want to do it more but it's super hot right now <laughs> so we're we're doing a lot of a lot more indoor right now a lot more game schooling and like thankfully our backyard is pretty shaded um, but yeah, just a lot of just local activities, not too much traveling happening right now. Yeah, Thordaline, just, just watch. Like, <laughs> that's what I do. I'm telling you, wait, with your braces. Do you mean like leg braces? With coffee or tea and watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Just watch. <laughs> you said I, Holly. You said I don't love camping in a tent, but I'll go glamping in a cabin. Same. That's me. That is me all the way. You said you're waiting for the Arizona heat wave to end before any outdoor activities. Exactly, and that's why I think also for me with um, how we approach summer is it's less intense school wise so that we have the freedom to go and at a moment's notice when we get an invite to go somewhere. But at the same time, we are we're indoors way more in the summer. And then when everybody goes back to school, we end up going back to the state parks because it's cooler. Um, but yeah, for the most part in the summer in Georgia, that is not when we're doing the most, the majority of our outdoor activities. So we just leave that to everybody else. <laughs> oh, ankle braces. Oh, okay. What sport did you play? I'm curious. So Shoshana, you said you've seen homeschoolers living in a schoolie and traveling all year round. Yes, I have watched those conversion videos of schoolies and then watching people that, um, it's called road schooling or RV schooling. I've heard it both ways. And actually someone um, on the resources list, her name is, her username is Arzen Chaos. She, um, just bought an RV with her family and they are going to be road schooling, if I'm not mistaken. Her name is Kari from Idaho, or maybe it's pronounced Carrie. I hate that I mispronounce people's names. But yeah, her channel on here is called Our Zen Chaos. If you guys wanted to check out someone to follow who's who's potentially going to be um, RV schooling slash road schooling. Because uh, she's also sharing like their, how they're doing their renovation of the RV as well. So good to watch if you guys are interested in that. Oh, basketball and tennis. Okay. Man, I hate that you're having to be in ankle braces. I hope it's not too painful. You said that would be me. You could do it for a few months at a time. Yeah, I would. I would probably always want to have a home to just get back to if you ever just felt like this is too much. But um, I definitely like to watch other people's journeys and and get that experience through the screen. <laughs> uh, LT Crash, you said your parks are only open Memorial Day to Labor Day. Why, why not year round? Is it too cold any other time of year? Because I know some of our parks do close, I think, from like December to February, the ones that are further north. 
because uh, there's a potential of snow and trees falling and stuff. But I'm curious, why why did they? Oh, Vermont is cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I understand that. Understandable, for sure. read to escape you said um oh you guys are road schooling this year one reason you decided to homeschool was so you could travel with your husband oh awesome so wait do you also share about what your home like your homeschool journey because that sounds cool to watch hold on let me go back read read to escape our road schoolers following <laughs> That is so cool. Thank you for being here. So have y'all also been homeschooling before this? Or is this going to be your first year road schooling and homeschooling? I'm curious if you don't mind sharing. In Vermont, your ski places are open longer than your parks. I could believe that. I mean, Snow looks pretty, but mm. <laughs> it's, probably, it's not for me. I'll say it like that. It's not for me. Oh, yes. Thank you, Precious. You said you've also seen world schoolers, homeschoolers that travel the world. Yes, I agree. You said only if I had the money. I think, yeah, I totally understand that. Also, for me, it's like the desire sometimes just, I'm such a homebody, y'all. And I think because... I just get, I like to really like make my environment super cozy. <laughs> so yeah, I like to travel. I like to learn about places, but for me, I don't like the, I don't like, um, I had the experience of living in a hotel for four months straight. And I was just like, if I never, set foot in a hotel <laughs> i'd probably be okay it's it was just a lot i missed home for sure and then i um when i was an admissions counselor i would also travel to different states to recruit and i just i i'm okay with traveling once i'm there but the getting there i don't always enjoy that so i'm good for now i mean we do we do still go places but i, I don't think i'd want it to be like every single month you know, I'm good with like a seasonal trip. I think that's more me, <laughs> but I definitely love to watch other people's adventures. So I love that people are sharing it and, and making it accessible, you know, to those of us who want to, but can't, or don't want to, but still like it. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is going to be your first year homeschooling as well. Oh, wow. So that's going to be eventful. Um, is this something that you will be sharing on your channel also, or is it like, you, your channel is for other things. I'm, I'm sorry if that's too many questions, by the way. Feel free to be like, uh, okay, this is not an interrogation. <laughs> Just genuine curious, genuinely curious. You thought about building a schoolie? Me too. They make it look so nice, especially with the time lapses. <laughs> Makes it, you know, go by so quickly. Hey, Mrs. Broadwell, you said best homeschooling curriculum for a three-year-old. I use Bob books for reading. So I also have used Bob books. Um, I don't recommend a full-blown curriculum for a three-year-old just because I just don't think it's necessary. Um, however, I do have a resources list in my profile. It's the first tab after you click on the link in my profile that has a bunch of recommendations that you might like to explore 
Um, I know that Reading Eggs gets a lot of love. Uh, Math Seeds gets a lot of love. Those are both apps uh, that you can use if you have a tablet. Um, I really like Khan Academy Kids, which is another digital resource. Um, if you're more into like tangible resources, I recommend White Clean Workbooks. Um, there are white clean workbooks that are specific for preschool, like pre-K. So you can look into those. I have some on my Amazon storefront if you just want to look at them, but they're also available in places like Target, um, Costco, that those kind of places like Sam's Club. Um, I would recommend a dry erase board, which like I have a, like a dual sided one. So one side is completely blank. And then the other side has like the handwriting line. So if you just wanted to you know, start with a little gentle exposure to that. I would recommend that you invest in the thicker markers, thicker dry erase markers, because the wipe clean workbooks come with very thin markers. And that's a little bit of a challenge for small hands. So go with the thicker markers. And um, you can also do like little flashcards or little games like puzzles um, to just introduce different concepts. Um, I have some of those on my Amazon storefront too. Some, some are math puzzles. Um, spelling puzzles, um, opposites, shapes. Um, so yeah, a couple of couple different things you can do. I literally just gave a bunch of my things away to my three-year-old nephew. So I'm trying to remember everything that I gave them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, it doesn't have to be like a full-blown box set curriculum though. You can definitely be very casual with it. Just kind of get things as, as um, your child grows and progresses. So I hope that was helpful. Um, but yeah, um, definitely do check out my Amazon storefront if you're just wanting to get some ideas. Uh, let's see. Oh, what did I miss? You guys kept going on about the, uh, oh, traveling airports are not fun. They are not. <laughs> um, finding a place to park it. Yeah. So we could work on it, kind of put a full stop to that plan. Understandable. Okay, good. Thank you, Ms. Broadwell. I'm, I'm glad that was helpful. Yeah, I totally understand. Like you just wanted to get an early start. So yeah, um, definitely, like I said, take a look at the resources list. There's a bunch of things on there. Um, and then also just, you know, observe her, her style. Maybe she's, maybe she prefers apps to workbooks. So you don't need to go the workbook route right now, or maybe she prefers workbooks and is not that interested in apps. So, you know, definitely do the free trial of anything you can that seems appealing before you make that full-blown investment. <laughs> um, but yeah, we that those are some of the things that we've used. Is it Mama Liz? I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. You said wipe clean are great for three-year-olds for sure. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, Shoshana, yes. Um, you said, have, have you heard about this learning hack? You leave educational things around the house and your kids just pick it up and casually learn. I tried it with my baby and it worked. Yes, they call that strewing, like leaving things strewn about. And yeah, I, I, was, I have done that several times, like before I knew it had an official name in the homeschooling community. Um, yeah, I have absolutely done that. And you're right, like they just, their natural curiosity leads them to say, what is this? How does this work? Or what does this say? So yes, I have heard about it. LT Cratchit said, you're a widow, work part-time and military. If I can homeschool, so can you. Oh yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I think whenever it's, whenever people are asking like, can I homeschool, is it possible? 
The answer is always yes. It's just a matter of do you want to? Like you may never have, you may have to make sacrifices in certain areas, but like the short answer, can you homeschool? Yes, you can. Do you want to homeschool? That's up to you. <laughs> but absolutely it's possible. Uh, you said my three-year-old is going out, is, excuse me, is doing outside learning with the sandbox right now. Excellent. Yeah, just let them play. They can't not learn. They're going to learn. You just want to try to make it to where they're, you know, I, I think of it almost like when you go bowling and you put the gutters up, like all that we're trying to do at that young of an age, I would say from like three to six is you're just trying to guide them, <laughs> you know? Um, so strewing is a great way or just, you know, playing and while they're outside playing in the sand, you draw the letter A and you just say, did you know that that's the letter A? It makes the A sound and da da da, da. You know, it can be just that casual, but they are still learning. So for sure, you can you can absolutely get things going now. I know for me, like I said, it was a matter of knowing when to reel it in <laughs> and recognizing that casual learning is just as effective as, you know, a more serious or structured. If Honestly, it might even be better because look at what we're doing, y'all. We're just having a casual conversation. There will be no test at the end of this. You know, I won't be um, contacting you or sending you a transcript to let you know that you attended class today. Like, you know, you're not going to be marked present for being here. <laughs> but I think we've all learned something. I know I've learned something. Um, so it can be casual. Uh, Thordelina, you said you never heard of that, oh, strewing. You never heard of strewing? Okay. Yep. Apparently it was given a name. <laughs> so those days where I just didn't put our stuff away <laughs> and my kids picked it up the next day and learned something with it, it has a name now. <laughs> it's called strewing. It's strewing, leaving things strewn about. Um, let's see. Oh, so Shoshana, you said he picked up the worksheet we've been working on and said the sound of the letter and name the pics on it. Yeah, sometimes guys, less is best. Like you don't always have to apply pressure when teaching your kids. In fact, I, I discourage it since I applied way too much pressure, way too soon. Um, so you can absolutely keep it casual and just recognize that your kid's gonna learn regardless. You don't have to really feel like you've got to force it. You can just you know encourage it and guide it, but they're gonna learn no matter what. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.